Hello. So, another day here and another hunt. Uh, today we are back up at Hiawatha and we are adventuring and exploring on the red pine side of Hiawatha Trails. And I'm just starting out on this little purple dotted line connector trail as I'm a little bit more on a hunt than a ride still in my current condition with my big boot on. <laughs> um, that being said, I did get to try out some of the green trails yesterday and did pretty well, but I shall start my day on more of a hunt than a ride. Uh, so I'm in mixed forest again, uh, coniferous and deciduous trees. And uh, I don't really know what I'm looking for. We're just going to see what we see. But I was so pleased about my, my one singular porcini find yesterday. So I will certainly have my eyes peeled for more of those uh, today. But let's just see what we see. I'll let you know. See, last time I thought it was counting too, though. <laughs> but at least it's not flashing this time, because I think the first time I buggered it up, it was flashing. So flashing means on, but not recording. We're still learning. Who knows? So today is the third day of our adventure. So we did Sudbury. We did the Farmer Lake side of the Hiawatha and then today I went and investigated the red pine side not red pines as I keep calling it <laughs> you've got me calling it red pines now too tomorrow we're not sure quite what we're going to do yet there's some downhill trails but there's also the crystal side and they've built more new trails so I am at this point not 100% whether I'm going to do the downhill trails or not, but we shall see. Anyway, went Red Pines today, and if you have been to Hiawatha in the past, but not for a while, the Red Pines side is, I guess, classed as being a little bit easier. There is a, a super, well, there is a fairly easy green trail, which I'll talk about in a second, because Jessica rode it, but... On the Red Pine side, which is, as you come up the hill out of Sault Ste. Marie, it's kind of the first little trail system you come to. Red Pine, not Red Pines. Is it on the west side of things? You map? would know that better than me. Oh, is that map pointing north? Anyway. So you come up from Sault Ste. Marie, you pass the Valerian bike shop that's always closed. You come up the hill, and there's some car parking on the left, before the T-junction where you turn right to go to the main trailhead where Crystal and all that stuff is. Park on the left, you go into the Red Pine area. In the past, it's all been blue and green. So there's multiple trail names, but there's kind of one route that you can follow that goes all the way around. You follow the little man on a bicycle. But today I did a few trails. So Crack Head, Crack On and cliffhanger are all black not to be underestimated i would be surprised if you rode that first off without walking or putting your foot down at least once or twice it's quite rocky and severe like there's uh 
off campus mm. labs facing towards the edge of a drop and Severe. yeah and it's it's technically difficult not particularly scary but i would imagine in the wet it could be quite interesting yeah, so we, sorry go on. i was just gonna say that we've been really lucky so far with the weather and even though they've for, they have forecasted a bit of rain it's been pretty well dry as a bone so uh, just to say we have been in dry conditions thus far. Yeah, I think the only rain we had was yesterday on the way to the uh, the restaurante, which we will talk about. Went off and did crackhead, crack on and cliffhanger and then went and did the Red Pine Trail as I would normally do it, which starts off with Penny Lane, which we then did later on. And then you go on to... A few funny names of trails, so Big Bird. Uh, I did Bert and Ernie, and then Stickman Drive. There's a few shortcuts you'll see. You can do like this cattle run, which is a, a cut through, and then there's a couple of other like purple trails that cut through if you want to go back. And because it's a cross country ski area, I think in the winter, um, <laughs> There are lots of signs for trailheads, so every time you come to a junction where there's a quick return, it does tell you. Uh, so yeah, so I did that. Then I did Stickman Drive, which I've ridden before in the past, which I really quite like. And then I ended up on this black trail called the Zoo, and then Fern Ga- Gully, sorry, Fern Gully, uh, which is an excellent trail that is exactly what it says. It kind of goes through all of the ferns. I think I remember that one from last time. Were they building it last time? That's what I seem to recall. It was kind of, maybe that was one of the new ones, and I don't recall if it was complete or not, but I recall getting quite lost that day. Yeah, I I didn't, I couldn't figure it out, but some of it was familiar. So I then ended up on holiday, which we have done before. This coffee being poured. And then I just came back on the return. There was a couple of things, though. I So, yeah, on that, on the adventure I was on, on Irma Face, that ended up, I picked up this black trail and then ended up in Fern Gully. Somewhere in all of that is a trail um, or an area called Spooky Hollow, which I rarely feel like I'm in the middle of it nowhere riding the Hiawatha trails, but on this particular occasion I did, and... There were maybe five or six uh, piles of bear scat, which made me wonder if I was going to see a bear. And then I ended up kind of up on the side of this like hill, um, just riding along a little creek. And I was thinking this would be an ideal place if you were a bear to be having a shower, a bath, or a shower. Um, <laughs> Hanging out. Anyway, I didn't see a bear, and then ended up on this fern gully, and then a holiday. Um, and then headed back so that is all pre-existing there's a little uh, trail called Corker and then if you just keep following the arrows I ended up looking for a trail called Rabbit Run that I really wanted to do because I think that is new and I'm on this mission to ride 500 new trails this year and I'm on 471 oh are you Um, now? yeah and it's September the 17th so I'm kind of wondering how I'm going to finish this off but anyway i'm always in search of a new trail or two at the minute but this rabbit run rabbit run itself is fairly typical of southern ontario it's quite flat and there are a couple of interesting bits but they've built something 
there's like a hollow that they built out, which is like a little bomb hole. And you go round a corner, you drop into this little bomb hole, which there's two big berms on, and then you come out into a bit of pine forest that's twisty, really twisty. And I rode that a couple of times because it's, it's maybe a five-minute loop, but it is quite interesting and quite fun to do. Um, and if you're learning how to ride, I would say it's fairly little consequences. And then as if I hadn't had enough of it, I came back along Meadow and then there's a trail called Daisy Dude and then picked up Cliffhanger again and did this black trail that's new um, the opposite way. So that goes Cliffhanger, Sassy, Scooby Snack and then into Crack On and then Crackhead and then Jackamon back to pretty much where the car park is, which is where I bumped into you who were looking for mushrooms so, <laughs> do you want to talk about your mushroom find and then your ride because we then ended up doing yeah, a bit sure. of the other side sure so i stayed on for my little mushroom hunt uh excursion i was in the same neck of the woods as jamie on the red pines side and i stayed on the little dotted purple line which one is that then like a skidoo route there's, yeah, or... there's a connector trail called the Red Pine Connector, and then there's a, a longer one, which is, I think it's the Red Pine Cross Country course, actually. Is it? Okay. Well, there's... Which uh... I think is a Nordic ski route, which I guess means it's pretty flat. So there is the little dotted purple line, is what I'm going to call it, that kind of uh, goes alongside fifth line. And there's an inner loop and an outer loop, and I just did the inner loop and back to the car. And there was, you know, lots of people walking dogs and just walking on that path. I found, what did I find? Not not as many mushrooms did I see on that side as, um, as the crystal side, I would say. One thing I will say about Hiawatha and this time of year on the mushroom front is that there is about a bazillion <laughs> beliefs. They are everywhere. Particularly, I would say, Slippery Jacks and Slippery Jills. You will be riding along and just see, like, clusters and little mini fields of them on either side of the trail at any point in time. So a lot of what I am finding in the last few days are in the Belit family, for sure. So today I found a couple new beliefs that I had not found before. One that is like pretty cool looking is the bicolor or two color belit, and it's sort of a yellow and red, and very quickly stains or bruises like blue to black. But a pretty cool and cute looking mushroom, and I believe is edible. Another belete that we found and identified is the ornate stocked belete. And again, edible, but not, you know, superior taste or choice edible, uh, but edible nonetheless. I also found some honey mushrooms, a good little cluster on on a stump, I guess it, they were. We, I have to say a lot of people seem to go crazy for honey mushrooms and that is one that we just haven't really gotten into and there's really no reason for that. We just 
haven't gotten into it or gotten too excited about the honey mushrooms just yet, but I'm sure we will. I've never found them fresh, I think, for me. They're always a bit old or bug infested or... These ones that I found were, I'm sure, definitely still still okay enough to be edible and probably pretty good. They weren't, like, pristine and super fresh. There was a few cracks in some of the caps, but the underside, they, you know, didn't look riddled with bugs or anything. I did pick a few, so if we do choose to cook some of those up later, I have a small handful. Excellent. There you go. Um, I also did find a few... A couple different coral fungi in there today and they're with the coral fungi generally I find them when they're a little bit older or they're just kind of covered in dirt and with their little intricate corally shape they just look like a nightmare for me to clean or and and you know often quite small and sort of flimsy so I generally don't get too excited about uh, coral fungus these days, but I did find two, a couple of clusters that were super fresh and like pretty beefy and hefty. Um, With a little bit of uh, research and investigating, um, they are in the the coral fungi are in the Romeria family, I believe, and there's many different varieties now, and some are edible and some are not edible. Um, so I, I do believe we positively identified some to be in the Romeria flava family and some to be in the Romeria formosa family. Flava being edible, formosa being toxic. So I think the the flava ones we found were identified as changle coral, and the formosa ones were just called yellow-tipped coral. Um, so neither of those are we going to cook up and eat, but they were quite beautiful and, um, yeah, the, like a lot more robust than any other coral I have found before, so they were pretty fun to find. Can I ask a question? Of course you can. So coral, lion's mane, and that series of mushrooms or whatever they are fungus they grow um or they're similar okay so they all look like they're out of the sea to the people that don't know quite what they're looking for does lion's mane is always growing on dead or decaying or standing trees correct whereas out of wood coral can be growing out of the ground or does it ever grow out of wood I do not know for certain. In my experience, I don't believe I have ever seen coral growing um, out of wood. I've always seen it growing out of the ground, coming up out of uh, out of like out of the dirt and leaves, and that's what I mean about the cleaning factor looking tedious. So coral, I would say, then grows from the ground up, whereas lion's mane grows almost down like the teeth are like a bush pointing down yeah yeah so just in case you look at something and think i'm not going to touch that if it's growing on a tree then it's probably lion's mane and if it's growing from the ground it's probably coral yeah good point okay i just wondered 
Um, Obviously, double check with ten applications, six books, and various advice it. before eating don't, anything. Don't actually trust anything we say. <laughs> um, well, you can trust what we say, but take your own responsibility and make sure you've identified things correctly, I would say. Yeah, and you'll notice any and all information that you find will say the same thing. Um, there know. was some advice Jessica read to me just as I was going to sleep last night that said to see if a mushroom's poisonous or not, oh, dab yeah. it on your tongue and then if your tongue tingles and that, feels peppery, then it's, it's poisonous. And if there's a pleasant flavor, then it's probably edible. That was some pretty random advice. Do not take that advice. No. Definitely raw mushroom. I'm not so sure. Raw mushrooms are always um, discouraged. Uh, it, it is always advised that you cook these, uh, these wild edibles first before consuming. And, of course, it's always suggested that you, um, not only with mushrooms, but any new food that you're introducing to your body, that if you're going to try it, eating it is to eat just a small portion of it and wait a couple of hours to see how your body reacts before proceeding. I um, found a mushroom and looked at it and discarded it. No, in fact, we took it home and <laughs> I didn't do anything with it. I didn't eat it. I didn't really get any spores on me, but I happened to touch my lip with my hand and my lip went numb and so did the side of my face and that was quite early on in looking into mushrooms and fungus so I have been pretty careful ever since the point is is that you know even ingesting a tiny amount of something that is poisonous could be very unpleasant and scary yeah it's no joke these no. this mushroom business and another, you know, and since that event, um, I would say we learned a little lesson, and that is, you know, when we're out and touching all these uh, these foreign things, you generally have your riding gloves on. Yeah. I do not, but I do try to be extremely careful that once I have been poking around in the dirt and touching these mushrooms to then not touch my face and we do carry a bit of sanitizer in the car and I have gotten into the practice of immediately when I get back to the car before I start digging into our snacks um, is to kind of get my hands clean uh, before eating anything else or touching my face or yeah so uh, side note there. So the only other ones I'm going to mention that I did um, come across, well, one that was new, I didn't see a ter terrific amount of them, but it was a new one for us, whereas they look like these little funnel caps, um, and they were identified as clubfoot, and they were a little bit funny. They, um, they were not recommended as edible. It said that they taste like wet cotton <laughs> um and a few others that are definitely not edible but i thought i would mention to anyone who does not know are because uh, there's quite a few of them out there and i would say you know steer clear because they look cool they look so cute but uh they are the sickener the vomiting rusula, <laughs> and uh, they're pretty easy to spot as they kind of look like a cartoon mushroom with um, like a, like a very nice colored bright red and sort of a flat top with a white gills and white stem. 
Um, and yeah, I think the name kind of s- says enough. Enough Gen- said. Generally in nature, anything that's a bright color is not that good for us. I mean, apples and some berries are okay, but I'm like, even as a kid, I can remember being told, you know, if something is a bright color, then at least double check what it is before you get stuck into it. Cause it's mm. so true, but also so not true because yeah. like, think about chanterelles or, um, but I mean, those red, like those, I guess some of the jellies are edible, but even the bicolor belit that I found today was like some pretty wild color, like pretty bright and wild. True. Um, you know, the chicken. My comment. <laughs> no, it's. I think it's it's good to have in the back of your mind because it it encourages you to be cautious. Um, but it is not always true. I guess the most deadly one is pure white. Huh? Death angel with the veil, so yeah, that's true. So anyway, after the mushroom extravaganza, um, you and I then went for another ride. Um, A Jessica ride. A Jessica ride. Back to the beginning ride. (laughs) So um, we, from where we were, we went on a trail called Wolf Tree, and then we got on to the... Pinda Trail. From well, Wolf Tree to Penny Lane, and then yeah. Penny Lane shoots you out on the road at Fifth Line, so you be careful. Um, you've got to cross the road, and just right across, you'll get into now the next system of trails, which is the Pinder Trails. Which we did backwards, so we did Homewood, oh, and did then we, we did Pinda, and then we did Bunny Hop, and then we... Grip it to rip it. Ooh, did I do a little mini blue did a section? Little bit of blue, yeah. Special K, Cheerio, Whoop Do. Did I do that whole side? Yeah, Just White about, Pine, eh? Willy. Hey, that's not seven bad. Seven up, and then we then did a this. We did ended up then doing this loop. We did tricky bit, and then we came back up the main trail. Right, right. Back to where the car park was. So you did. I think we did four something like four point eight miles. That's not bad for someone who's not supposed to be riding a bike right now. <laughs> um, Don't tell anyone. So yeah, you did an easy as we tell the whole world. easy cruise on the green trails of four point eight miles. I mean, I all I would say is yes, you did do it, but one, it was. I mean, you're not going quickly compared no. to you. I definitely was not having any trouble keeping up with you, even Absolutely on the uphills. Absolutely not, but hey, it gave you a good chance to look for mushrooms. Yeah, that's not my point. My point is is that you are still recovering from something, and you can't stand up on the pedals, and you can't get your pedals level at times. And so the point is is that, you know, anybody listening to this that thinks, oh, Jessica's fine now, um, no, she's got it. a long way to go. And I think... Anybody who's been stuck inside or not able to get out will appreciate the fact that the improvement in your mental state by actually getting out and doing something, however small, in the woods is better than any kind of medicine, really. That would be my view. That's kind of our philosophy, I would say. It's generally our remedy to most everything, (laughs) any kind of problem 
these salute and it's been for the longest time ever i mean i can think back to some pretty crazy times and that was always my go-to thinking of the solution well i'll just go out into the bush and that'll solve it so maybe it doesn't solve every problem but it's it sure is not a bad thing it's it's always boosted my spirit yeah i've always felt sorry for people that don't get that feeling out of being outdoors but you know i guess everybody makes their own way but i it's such a simple thing sometimes i guess i suppose anyway we won't get into deep philosophy no but i will say that you know on that note in this town of sault st marie there is no shortage of it there is so much um green space and bush and forest and woods and it's it's really a beautiful place to be and a treat to to be here and actually a lot of people are outside making the most of it yeah absolutely um you know even someone that we ran into and spoke to yesterday was like yeah that's that's why i moved just down the road from here um but i mean gosh it's my point was, is it's pretty easy and convenient to get to the woods if you live in Sault Ste. Marie, as opposed to living in some other places, which um, could be easy to take for granted. Um, I would agree. Okay, on that note, then, we're going to uh, put an end to this. What we are... Sorry. <laughs> um, dinner. Yeah, I was going to say, I was wondering if we do like a roundup of places. Okay, sorry. In the last episode. Okay, sorry. Because my thinking, it doesn't matter because I'll just have to edit it out. But my thinking was, is that if we did the last, if we said, you know, if on the last episode we do a roundup of, there's these ice cream places... There's okay. these eating places. Because we've got tonight as well still. Okay, sorry. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. You don't have to whisper. <laughs> so nothing else to say. We're heading out again tomorrow. So we'll come back with that one. And then after that, or at the end of that, we'll give a roundup of a few places that we have visited while we're here that you might want to... That were not in the woods? Yeah, just a couple of the eating places and... Um, the eating places cafe ice cream places and a few other things so yeah we'll kind of do a bit of a roundup on that one um at the end of our next episode tomorrow or next week who i know the heck it is who knows so there's just one thing to say until next time get lost